What's up? What's up? We're back at it again. We had a great last segment with John Carr. And now today we have episode five where we're transitioning into talking about the transition from high school to college. And we have a special guest by the name of Bria Lumpkins. <laughs> Hello, Hi. Bria. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. No problem. I would. I love having people on the show. I love talking to people, and I feel like you have a lot to offer and, uh, you know, give us a lot of information on what it's like to transition from high school to college. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you have a nickname, Miss Bria, <laughs> but tell us a little bit about oh yourself. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm Bria, as Julian said. Um, I'm a sophomore here at Miami, a journalism and sociology double major. Um, I write for the Miami Student. I'm the assistant news editor right now, and I'm also a part of MAP. Um, we plan most of the events on campus. Super fun time. So, yeah, having fun. <laughs> having fun, having fun. Okay, so let's just pop right into it. So um, just tell us, what was your transition like from high school to college? Um, I guess for me... Um, transitioning from my high school in Sylvania, Ohio, and then coming into Miami, it wasn't um, it wasn't extremely different just because um, Sylvania, my school was a predominantly white institution and then coming into another predominantly white institution, um, it wasn't difficult for me to transition into that. I think the biggest um, transition happened for me in high school when I switched. But um, there are still different struggles that you have to face in transitioning from high school to college. It's like finding a whole new set of friends, like starting high school all over again, trying to find your place in the world and what you're supposed to be doing. So, um, yeah. So what were you most nervous about when you transitioned from high school to college? I think making friends. I came in with my best friend from high school, but... Um, I knew that we couldn't stay together all the time, and I needed to branch out and find different people to hang out with. So when I got here, I quickly joined the newspaper because I knew I wanted to be a journalist, and that's where I wanted to be. And I was quickly engulfed into these group of people, and I, like, loved them to death. Like, I'm really happy that I met all of them, but then those are o I'm only with them for a portion of time. I had to find other people to branch out to, so really, mm -hmm. like— Coming out of my comfort zone, because you know me. I'm, like, pretty quiet, <laughs> kind of yeah. go with the flow. Like, I don't really <laughs> – I don't put myself out there that much, as much as I should. So making sure that I do that, um, get out of my shy self sometimes, because <laughs> I try not to if I'm not forced to do so. I totally agree with that statement you just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you said your transition from middle school to high school? Um, from – my first high school to a second high school was different. Okay, so can you elaborate a little bit on that? Because I know they want to know. So <laughs> so my junior year of high school, I switched from a high school that was kind of in the inner city of Toledo out into the suburbs. Um, my dad got a new job as a first grade teacher in this new district, so we decided just to move out there because it was easier for us, just for him to travel, things like that. Um, but for me, it was like a complete culture shock. Like, the high school I went to wasn't predominantly black, but it was way more diverse than this new high school was. So to go into a class and I'm the only person of color was, like, extremely weird to me. 
And like people would come up, they were like, Hi, where are you from? Like, how are you? And I'm like, Oh, I went to Whitmer. And they would be in shock, like, Oh my God, you went to Whitmer as if it was like the scum of the <laughs> earth or something like that. So it was just weird to like see how other people in the city viewed where I came from and like their perceptions of it. And I was like, Damn, was it really that bad? Or like, right. I kind of went into it like I like never looked at it, like it was always just home for me. So. Um, I think that was weird, and it took me a while to figure it out. Like, there was maybe in my graduating class, like, five other black people, and I was close to two of them, but the rest of them I wasn't close to, like, at all. It almost seemed like there was some kind of competition, like someone was trying to be, like, the supreme, like... African-American. Yeah, and I was like, I don't, like, are we not on the same team? Like, what's (laughs) Like, it seemed ridiculous to me, and I kind of not, I tried not to buy into it. I, like, did my own thing, but I don't know. I wasn't interested in, like, competing for this non-existent spot. I'm like, in two years, I'm never going to see any of you people again. So I'm just kind of, like, doing my thing. But it was something I had to get used to. Right, and in certain spaces where um, there aren't a lot of uh, minorities or African Americans, we often see that they're... um, there, there's this media or like this this um, persona or something attached to being like the best African-American mm-hmm. in your certain area. For example, in the fashion industry, um, Naomi Tyra. Mm-hmm. Like they're both great models, but the media tried making it out to be like, oh, Tyra's coming for your spot, Naomi. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like that because there's enough room for all of us. Right. You know, everybody eats. Right. <laughs> um, right. But that's really interesting to hear that perspective from someone else because um i've had similar perspectives uh growing up i went to an all-white um school mm-hmm. lived in an all-white community and then high school i transferred to an african-american school all african-americans so you know that was like a shock for me as well so i definitely can understand where you're coming from um mm-hmm. from and, a personal level oh sorry and especially like in places where there isn't a ton of us like we kind of have to like work together because we're already at odds initially being the only black person where we are so the other people around us really can't understand like the struggles that come along with being black and not that it's all bad but like we are facing many different things on like a day-to-day basis that other people wouldn't understand so like staying together and bonding and being close I feel like is more productive than trying to make it as if it's some competition in between us Hmm. I agree so what made your transition um, smooth from high school to college since you've already been through that transition where you you went from an all african-american school or a diverse school to a school that's not so diverse and now you're at a college that is a PWI which is a predominantly white institution what made your transition smooth? I think going to Southview, which is in Sylvania, um, it really prepared me to come to Miami. I think if I stayed at Whitmer, like, I don't think I would have been prepared at all. Just being around, like, learning how to survive and, like, coexist in a place where it's a lot of people who don't look like you um, is something that I definitely had to get used to and I had to learn. Like, here, I don't – if I didn't make that transition, I honestly – don't know what I would have done because like now I'm here on the only not even personal color but black person like in my classes period or in most of my social settings so like getting used to that was something I really needed to do I like I honestly don't know what what I would have done if I didn't make that transition when I was younger but I think that extends even after college like you go out into the world and it's just it's a predominantly white world too so being able to like 
coexist and like know how it works in those different settings. I think is important too. So how important would it be for someone to come to school, specifically a predominantly white institution, and have a diverse mindset, not only as an African-American, but also as a Caucasian person? Have a diverse mindset? Like, mm-hmm. When coming to college, like how important do you believe that is to be di- like have a diverse mindset when coming to college? I think it's really important. Um, I think especially here, um, when it is just <laughs> when there isn't a lot of people of color, um, trying to like reach out and really connect with the people who are here. Um, I know some people there's like, well, there's not a lot of us, so I'm just gonna like stay in my little bubble. But it's important that you reach out and go to those different places because I mean, the people here they do care about you. They want to be around you and they want to have that bond. Um, from the people I've seen here, like. There's no, I haven't seen anyone like trying to be in competition or trying to be better than anyone else. I think that for me, the black community has been all about like banding together and staying together, which I think is important for students who may even want to come to Miami. Like they're kind of scared. It's like, oh, it's like not a lot of us here, but like the ones who are, we stick together, which I think is a really good thing for people to know. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, So you said something about being in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Have you ever faced a time where you were in a bubble? And if so, how did you get out of it? And another question would be, why were you in it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Julian's coming for me, guys. No, I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely I have been in a bubble. And I've been in it for a little bit, and I'm trying to pop it and come out. But it is a process. Um like younger growing up, like I still, it was still a predominantly white institution, but it was very way more diverse than any school I had ever been to. So I was around people who looked like me and I had that around. And then when I transitioned to a place where they're really, I didn't really have that. Um, I think that's where my bubble kind of formed when I kind of just like stayed to myself. Cause like I said before, like the students who were there, they kind of seemed in competition. So I kind of felt like I was just by myself sometimes and, like, stayed in this bubble, did my own thing, and, like, try to go through. And I think when I came here, I never popped that bubble, and I kept it to myself. So <laughs> there have been times <laughs> where, like, I'll be on campus, we're like, hey, like, come hang out, come do this. And, like, it's kind of like, whoa, like, I haven't been in this kind of situation in a really long time. So it's, it's kind of scary sometimes for me because I'm like – I don't know. I kind of worry, like, will I be accepted? Will they still like me? That kind of thing. Just because I don't, like, I haven't been in those predominantly black situations as much as I used to be when I was younger. So, like, trying to transition out of that, pop in my bubble, (laughs) something I need to do, definitely. And you're still working on it. Still working on it, for sure. Definitely, definitely. And these are, like, real situations. Like, people will be like, oh, no, there's no way you couldn't be comfortable around a bunch of people that look like you or a bunch of people that don't look like you. But you can. You Mm -hmm. really can. You can be around a group of individuals that look like you, don't look like you, or might look like something completely different and be uncomfortable. And that's just, you know. And not that it's like uncomfortable or like like I'm like, oh, I'm not comfortable around these people. It's just like sometimes I feel like this like pressure to perform or act a certain way because like I want to be accepted by these people. But I'm like, will they like me? Like that kind of thing. So like I'm just so used to acting like how I act. Like you come up to me, I just act how I am. And like I think before I've had past experiences where like. 
people will talk to me and they're like, oh, you like you act white, you talk white. And then and it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> and like from like other black people, people who look like me and then I get scared. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, do they not want to be around me just because how I act? But I mean, I'm not I don't believe that like acting white or acting black is like a real thing. I'm it's just not. like being myself. So I think that's something I've also had to deal with. And I'm still trying to get out that mindset. And I've also been told that, like, oh, you you speak like you're white. No, I, I don't speak like I'm white. I just I speak proper, yeah. or I I speak how I speak. Um, right. What I've always been taught is, you got to be yourself. And if you're gonna go somewhere and they don't accept you for you and your whole self, right? Then you just don't need to be around them. It doesn't matter who you <laughs> right. are. You can be black, white, blue, yellow, pink, orange. It doesn't matter. If you're not gonna accept me for me, how I act, who I am. Then kick rocks. And if you don't, I will because I'm, you know, it's just I feel like a lot of people feel, like you said, that pressure to conform or change who they are and Mm -hmm. act a certain way. And you don't have to because at the end of the day, people are either going to like you or they're not going to like you. And they're always going to find a reason to not like you. Mm -hmm. And they're always going to find a reason to like you. You don't need to conform and, you know, be something that you're not. Because a lot of people get caught up being something they're not, and you see cases like 6 9 when you try being something you're not, and, right. you know, you see what happens. And now he's in jail. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so I feel like being your authentic self is, like, the best way to go because, you know, mm-hmm. if it's not the right way, then it's the wrong way. So, <laughs> um, so you are at a PWI, mm-hmm. and you are African-American. So just how is that overall? Because I know a lot of African-Americans are, like you said, maybe intimidated or not comfortable going to a PWI. So how is that? Like, what would you say, like, the pros and cons of it are if you feel comfortable talking about that? Or, you know, just a little bit of your experience if you feel comfortable with that as well. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I have, like, a lot of times on Instagram I'll get DMs from students who like young black students mostly girls who are thinking about coming to Miami and they'll see in my bio that like I go here (laughs) so they're like hey like I'm thinking about coming to Miami I've heard that there's not a lot of black students here I was just wondering and hearing about your experience and um as much as I like for me academically I've had a great time I think like as far as my major goes like I've been prepared the best way possible but I also like I don't like to lie to people either or like give them this facade yeah Yeah. (laughs) false reality of like what it's like so like I don't know if we talked about this but like my freshman year like I came home from the Halloween party that one night and um I came home and like there was like a racial slur written on one of the dry erase boards like down my hall and it was like after I had already been nervous the whole semester I was like telling my roommate like I just like don't feel comfortable like the people here acting weird towards me and I thought it was all in my head but Turns out <laughs> that it wasn't when I came home that night. And, like, prior to that, I would like, barely ever experienced any kind of, like, outward racism, like, towards me. Sure, there have been, like, microaggressions, but, like, outward, like, just blatant being racist, I had never experienced that. So I was like, whoa. And it took me a while to get over that because I'm like, like, geez, like, it's like that, like, for real? Because, I, like, I've been in a place where, like, I've been around a bunch of white people, but, like, I just kind of got used to it and... No one was ever really, like, outwardly, like, racist, like, saying the N-word to me or, like, doing anything like that. Sure, there have been microaggressions, but that was, like, a lot for me. So I think in that aspect, like, after that happened, I kind of leaned on the people who were closest to me and um, some of the people who were a part of the black community. And they, like, kind of 
helped me get out of that because I mean you can talk to other people like other like white students about it but like I, I don't really think they really understand the magnitude of how bad that can like hurt a person who looks like us mm-hmm. so talking to people who look like you who've probably experienced something like that um I think it's been helpful for me and like going back to what I said before about like we kind of run deep like we all care about each other we look out at least from my experience that's what I've gotten everyone like looks out for each other and cares about everyone so like I I tell them the realities about what has happened to me but I also keep it real at the same time like we have a pretty like tight-knit community we'll always look out for you but like to say that this won't happen I can't like say that it won't you know right no promises Yeah. yeah definitely no promises because you know Expect the unexpected. Right. Always. Anything could happen. Um, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. Like, I've actually never had that encounter or seen that before. Oh, it's... It's, it's prevalent. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it definitely happens. Um, yeah, that's rough. But mm-hmm. you've had good and bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, and you can have good and bad experiences at any college. Yeah. Like, reality. it's not like it's singular to Miami. Like, there's hundreds of predominantly white institutions in this country that it can probably the exact same thing can probably happen anywhere so i guess it's like important to find your community when you get here and kind of like be with them and latch on to them because i mean like we said it could happen anywhere so yeah to say that's only at miami i don't think it's only here but oh no it's definitely not i mean it happens right. everywhere you may even see it at an hbcu one day right or a school. it's not a pwi <laughs> because you know it it happens it happens in a lot of places communities areas and it's just about dealing with it the right way right, right? you know are you gonna let this stop you from doing what you have to do like would you let an obstacle stop you from achieving your goal. Because at the end of the day, you're here at Miami to make connections, graduate with your degree, build your network, and, you know, get an education, essentially. So are you going to let one thing stop you from doing what you have to do in your life or not? And not to say that, like, it's okay by any means, because, like, it's not. Like, it's not something we as black people should have to go through. But we would be lying if we said, like, that wasn't... A reality like something we have to face you know what i'm trying to say so mm-hmm. like i don't know not that it should happen because it absolutely shouldn't but i mean it's definitely something real that does happen all the time but we definitely shouldn't let it let it stop us from going going where we want to go because like we're here we're gonna get this degree and make it happen regardless so okay okay so going back from the transition from high school to college mm-hmm. um how important do you think it is to join, like, organizations? Oh, so important. <laughs> so, so important, especially here at Miami. Um, when you get here, like, the first few weeks are like, oh, orientation, like, I am Miami, this is your family, like, all this and that. And then, like, a couple weeks go by and you're like, oh, okay, so I'm in all these classes. <laughs> I have no friends. Like, what am I supposed to do? Right. So I think – um like when you first get here i think any college does that like oh we're gonna be in this all together like who like this whole like hoorah moment but then it's, it's kind of up to you to like <laughs> yeah it really isn't and it's kind of up to you to find um your community so like they have mega fair and like for anyone who is a freshman or like thinking about coming to miami get your butts to mega fair so you can find all these different organizations these different groups and like really connect um make those connections and if you can't like seek out go to meetings like most of my friends right now have come from the different organizations that I've been in, like not from my classes, not from like being in my dorm from like these different groups that I've been a part of. So I think like 
for me right now, like MAP, some of my best friends are in MAP, like love them to death. We hang out all the time. And like if I never joined or like sought it out, I would never have met these people. So it's super important. Join as many as you can, honestly. Just don't stress yourself out. <laughs> right. Do not stress yourself out. It happens. I'm mm-hmm. in that predicament. <laughs> so the word of the day is stranger. And stranger is a person who does not know or is not known in a particular place or community. So I always ask the special guest, what does the word of the day mean to them? So Bria, or Turtle, as they call you, <laughs> or Miss Bria, you know, Bria has many different personalities. Oh, my gosh. What does stranger mean to you? Um, I think being a stranger has different levels. Um, but I think it's something that you don't have to stay in for a long time. Um, you can be You can be a stranger for a while, but it's really important that you kind of get yourself out of that. Um, make it a point to go out and seek different people, different groups, different organizations. Um, being a stranger can like come from just sitting on the sidelines and like watching life go by, but it's important to like go out and be a participant in it. Um, do as much as you can, um, as much as you feel comfortable with. But yeah, I think like we were saying before, sometimes I feel like a stranger with like different things we've <laughs> talked about and Julian always gets on me for it, but it's right that he does. Um, it's important that like I get out, do what I have to do. Not <laughs> just you. Different things. Everybody. I yeah, feel true, like everybody. I know like I understand being busy and, you know, having to do things because I we're all like that. Mm-hmm. But we got to make that time to interact and communicate because. When you get out in the real world or if you're in the real world or whatever, you're going to have to communicate. Mm-hmm. Whether it's at your job, on the street, you can't isolate yourself. I mean, it's not going to be isolated. You're not going to be isolated all the time. And I know um, technology has made it to where people are able to isolate themselves even more. Like you don't have to communicate face-to-face. You can email. You can mm-hmm. call. Um, but there will be that day where you got to communicate. And usually people who can communicate are the people who strive and get more things done. Right. So. I think um, a lot of times when kids come from high school to college, like most of them are those students who were like straight A, like killing the game all the time. And uh-huh. they come to college and they're very focused on doing that, which is nothing wrong with that. Like good grades are extremely important. But when you come to this kind of setting, um, it comes to a point where like, you are very much all work and no play and that gets very very exhausting and I can say personally I was one of those people so I think it's important when you get here like you may have a ton of work to do and you're like I need to get this done like I need to get this finished and you do but it's important to at least cut out one day a week where you can go out with friends like have fun because that's like so important to like your mental health and it will just it'll kind of recharge you just to go out and have fun because like you deserve it live your life you know what I mean so but as you say that what about the kids who come here and they feel like they deserve it every night because <laughs> you deserve it live your life right you know what I mean I mean yeah but it's like going back to the balance like like I I don't know I know people who go out all the time like having fun and like they're still doing pretty decent like at mm-hmm. school and with their grades so I mean it's kind of like individual to you like what you think works better for you but I don't know I think there's extremes to both like working all the time 
it can be exhausting and going out all the time I feel like at a point can get exhausting too so like trying to figure it out for yourself I mean as long as you're doing good academically and are like feeling good mentally it's kind of like whatever live your best life you know oh gosh (laughs) all depending what your best life consists of really really as long as you're happy as long as you're happy but how would you say the work is like transitioning from high school to college like does the work get tremendously harder did it for you or um I don't think the work got tremendously harder I think managing all that free time that you have gets so much harder because when you're in high school you're like 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. like you have a set schedule where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing but then you get to college and they're like they put all this time into your hands you're like whoa what am I supposed to be doing with this so like it's kind of like should I study should I go out to eat should I go out tonight so like kind of like balancing good time management is also super important um like for me I came and I was like oh I'm supposed to do work all the time that's just what you're used to just like when you're at school just like (laughs) doing your homework and I'm like go out like what are you talking about like why would I do that (laughs) I mean that's how I was when I first got here and like my roommate was like we're going out tonight and I'm like oh okay and like I was like oh like this is fun like I should at least try to do this sometimes to give myself a break Mm-hmm. So time management is muy importante, for sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Gracias, gracias, gracias. We have a Spanish major here, huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. Not just playing. Oh gosh, but um, I agree. Time management is so important because I see a lot of kids come here and you know they don't know what to do with it. They yeah. just abuse it. They go out, go out, go out, and you see the grades slip, 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 mm-hmm. and then two weeks later, like, where is so and so at? They had to drop out. Or they had an alcohol violation or, you know, mm-hmm. something. So definitely balancing that time. So with balancing the time, do you have, like, a, a calendar? Like, what would you recommend somebody to do to balance their time? Um, When I first got here, I tried a planner. But I think just for me, like, I'm busy all the time and I forget <laughs> everything. <laughs> oh, so, gosh. like, I even forget to fill out my planner. But, like, I'm always on my phone doing something, some kind of work. So I think for me, having my Google calendar where I can just go in, pop it in, and then set a reminder. So it'll remind me because I am forgetful. Um, my Google yes, calendar. you are. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> my Google calendar has been my <laughs> saving grace. But, like, people use planners, sticky notes, whatever you got to do keep yourself organized and together have some kind of organi- organizational system hmm. talk. <laughs> i use a little pad notepad thing i write on it every week i used mm-hmm. to have a planner but filled it all up mm. i'm messy sloppy so but google <laughs> calendar i've heard about google calendar i've never used it oh, it's not lovely. big on it but it's lovely <laughs> lovely but yes Bri is very forgetful you can call her oh one my day God. she'll call you two weeks later he called me one time <laughs> and she called two weeks later she texted me Called me two weeks later, and I was like, all right, well, oh great. Oh, my gosh. Watch out for those type of people, y'all, for real, because those type of people will never answer your this call. You could be on your t- deathbed. Our friendship seems so toxic. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. You could, If you had one call to live, if they said call somebody, if they answer, you live or you die, if I called Bria, I know I'd be dead, okay? <laughs> Just know that. I'd be saying RIP. Wow. That's terrible. She probably wouldn't even show up to the funeral. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Um, as for transitioning from high school to college, where have you improved at? Where have you seen yourself improve? Like, as a person, skill set, what have you improved with? Um, I think for me, I think, like, academically, as far as, like, the field I want to go into, I've definitely improved. 
um, like in high school, like I had like little journalism stories and like go out to like my different teachers' classrooms, like doing reporting. But like here, I like gotten out in the field, like cover some really Uh-oh. serious stuff. So um, I think as far as like being a reporter and knowing what that means and being in like a professional setting, I've definitely improved in that aspect. And like that's one thing I am really grateful for Miami's journalism program for. Like I think they're definitely preparing me to go out and really do what I want in my field and my career. Um, I think as a person, <laughs> I, no, I've definitely improved as a person. Like when I first met Julian, I was very shy, like kind of kept to myself. And now like I'm still like kind of to myself. I'm not as shy as I used to be, but That's true. I've like opened up, cracked my shell a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just though. a little bit. Like, um, what are they, what are those things called? What? Not almond, but, uh, Pistachio, kind of like a pistachio. <laughs> a it's pistachio. open like a, for, not fully cracked, but it's open. It's getting there. Yeah, it's getting there. Um, you know they say it gets real in the field, and you've been out there in the field now doing all this reporting and stuff. Mm-hmm. She even wrote a shade piece on Kanye. Thanks. Oh my god. Nah, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, before we head off the show, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone transitioning from high school to college, and one piece of advice for an African American student at a PWI? Um, in transitioning from high school to college, um, it's definitely different from high school. Um, I think before, like, in your high school, you're kind of in classes with people, so, like, in, like, the setting all day long, so it's easier to make friends, but I think here it's really important to, like, branch out and make it a point to speak to people, like, even the people next to you. Like, one of my good friends, she sat next to me in my anthropology class, and, like, I was just like, hey. <laughs> she was like, hey. And, like, we actually had a conversation, like, looking at each other face to face. And, like, now we're really good friends. So, like, getting out of that wave of social media and that kind of thing, actually speaking to people, um, going up to them and saying hello <laughs> can go a long way. And yes. joining, like, different groups and organizations. Um, I think as a black person going into a PWI, I would say don't get discouraged I think it's easy to do that, but, um, like, at the end of the day, like, you're here to get your degree, you're going to get it, and you're going to go about your business and do what you have to do in your life and have everything you want regardless. So it can get hard, like, being the only one in certain places and being the only one, but I think that's an opportunity for you to shine as bright as you possibly can and kind of show people what you can do and all your talents. And, um, like, you may feel like, kind of by yourself but I mean, it's an opportunity for you to shine and show everyone what you got so don't get discouraged that's my thing and find your community yes do that <laughs> okay okay well thank you so much for coming on the little by little podcast of Bria course. I loved having you on the show I think you gave some solid feedback you know uh, I think it was a good conversation and whoever's listening is gonna really enjoy it so I just wanted to thank you thank you And as for you listeners, please tune in to the next episode. The other episodes should be on Spotify and other outlets as well. And thank you for listening. Come again and tell a friend.